Hello and welcome to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. I'm your host, Wendy Rigby. Today we're talking animals, specifically research animals and the extraordinary efforts made to ensure the non-human primates that live at the Southwest National Primate Research Center on our campus have the best care possible. It takes a committee, yes, by law, a committee, to make sure our more than 2,000 monkeys are well taken care of. I'm Felicia Ponce. I'm the IACUC manager at Texas Biomed, and I'm responsible for ensuring that our institution complies with all of the necessary regulations and guidelines. What is IACUC? What does that stand for? IACUC stands for Institutional Animal Care and Use Committee. Every facility that has animal studies has to comply with federal guidelines and regulations. And it's the IACUC's job to ensure that we're doing humane research. That sounds like a tall order. What can a committee do to ensure humane research? You're right, when it is a tall order. So it's a privilege to use animals in research, right? It's a privilege and it's an honor. And what our committee does is we have nine to ten voting members and each come with their own unique experiences, education and background and what they do is they come together and they look at any proposed work to ensure that the work is sound, that we're following the guidelines, that the right number of animals are being used, that it's the right animal model and they also look at the humane care of all of those animals. So every member brings their own unique perspective in, and so it's a group dynamic to ensure that the best possible study is being performed. Who is on this committee? We have a committee formed of scientists that have experience in laboratory animal research. We have uh, laboratory animal veterinarians that have experience with multiple species. So they have experience with non-human primates, rodents, guinea pigs, rabbits. Uh, so we have a great group of veterinarians. So the attending veterinarian is ultimately responsible for the animal care program. We have committee members, so we have a, a committee member that's not associated with the institution at all, and they're one of our most important members, actually, because they give us an idea of what the community expectation is, and we have a responsibility to the community. We also have non-scientist members to ensure that the protocol as it's written, or the study as it's proposed, makes sense, that it's not just a lot of scientific language that somebody can't understand from a non-scientist background. We have the director of the Environmental Health and Safety Department, so we ensure that we're watching over the safety of our staff members as well. And our committee also includes a trainer. So we are making sure that only qualified personnel are working with our animals. So we have a great dynamic. The people from the community, what walks of life have they come from in the past? Our community member currently is a director of a library at one of the universities here in San Antonio. We also have a retired mayor and a retired lawyer. So they have a great background and, and have been able to give us some insight that we normally would have not had. I understand in the past there have been teachers, clergy members. Yes, yes, absolutely. We look for a good demographic, somebody that's representative of 
our community of San Antonio. And so we've been really lucky to have such interactive members. We send them all to training to make sure that it's not just, you know, our guidelines and our policies here that they're aware of, but international guidelines, they look at those as well. So every year we send all of our IACUC members to training to make sure that we're kept updated on all of the current standards. When were these standards put into place? Because I'm sure it wasn't always this way. You're right. What we had is uh, Congress got together and in the 1960s they created animal rules or animal laws. And so the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, has the Animal Welfare Regulations and Acts. Before we had these regulations, these guidelines, these laws, we had independent laboratories working and we couldn't guarantee the data or the outcome. We couldn't guarantee the reproducibility of it. So now with all of the standardized guidelines and regulations, we can ensure that we have consistent results. Do you do any kind of inspections around the campus? We do perform inspections around the campus. By law, we have to perform biannual inspections. Because we have such a large campus, what that equates out to for our IACIC members is that we go through and we inspect certain areas of the facility every month. So every month we have at least two IACIC members, a representative from safety, a representative from facilities, and the folks that actually work and supervise those areas go through and escort the group so that we can make sure that we're complying with all the standards. And we also use it as FaceTime with our staff members to make sure that they're doing okay. And if they have any questions or comments for the iCook, that we're able to hear it in real time. So can employees speak about concerns to the iCook committee if they have any? Employees and staff members, even visitors, are always encouraged to contact any of the IACUC membership, myself or my IACUC coordinator, to ask us if they have a question about what they see, if they have a question about noncompliance, if they have an animal welfare concern. We also have an independent reporting system that allows a person to contact the third party and report a concern anonymously. And we do our best to follow up with all of that. So why are you passionate about this? Why are you willing to spend your time and your talent doing this? I'm passionate about this because it's amazing. I see the end results. We've done work that has enhanced and progressed medicine, medical procedures. I myself had um, a scare this year. And because of the work that we do in biomedical research, because of the quality of the results, I'm still alive today. I have so many colleagues here that can speak to that. They have medical conditions, they have uh, surgical procedures, and they're able to still survive because of biomedical research. So I do a small part in ensuring that that quality, that data is the highest possible. And it also benefits all of our uh, companion animals too, right? We have dogs, we have cats that are our pets, they're our family members, and this research that we do benefits them as well. I asked one of the non-scientists at Texas Biomed who is on the IACUC committee to talk about his perspective on animal research oversight. I am Jason Felty. I'm the Director of Library Services here at Texas Biomed. How long have you been on the IACUC committee? I've been on the IACUC committee about six years. I agreed to be on the IACUC committee because I thought it would be interesting to see a different aspect of what we do 
here at Texas Biomed to see how we care for the animals and what our researchers are doing with the animals. Describe the training you had to go through to be on the committee. So I was surprised about the number of regulations regarding animal research that there are. I did not realize there was so much. So a lot of it was reading the different guidelines and the regulations in regard to animal research. And then we do go to specialized classes that are offered throughout the country for two or three days where we are meeting with other IACUC members, having role-playing games, talking about different aspects of being on the IACUC. So that was really helpful. Do you feel like having this committee in place really does act as a check and a balance for what goes on here? Absolutely. Of course, we want to make sure that the animals are well cared for because that creates good science. By having a committee review these protocols of what researchers are going to do with the animals, we can make sure that what they're doing is in the best interest of the animals and the best interest of the science, and ask questions of the PI, offer alternative ways of maybe looking at a situation that maybe the PI hasn't looked at before. And by PI, you mean principal investigator? Yes, the principal investigator, the one designing the experiments. You know about animal research, but you're not an animal researcher. You know about science, but you're not a scientist. You're a librarian. Why do you think it's important to have people from other walks of life on this committee? Right. I think it's important to have the non-scientist member on there to remind scientists that what they are doing is for the greater good of society. So each protocol, which is the explanation of what the scientist is going to do with the animals, each protocol has a lay description. They write a description of their research in layman's terms in simple English so that, one, this non-scientist member, I can understand what they are doing. But two, it helps them explain to the broader audience what they're trying to do. As the librarian, I can help with the literature searches that are done with each protocol. And those are in order to find alternatives to procedures, uh, to painful procedures, things like that. What would you like the general public to know about animal research that you think they don't know? One thing that I would like people to know about animal research is that there are many, many regulations about animal research. I think one statistic I read was there are seven times more pages of regulations for animal research than there are for human research. And I don't think people realize that and that scientists do not go and do whatever they want to with the animals. That there is a committee of scientists and non-scientists looking at their research and asking questions and making sure it is appropriate so that no experiment that's conducted here is capricious. Exactly. Every experiment is looked at before it's done and while it is being done. Texas Biomed's head veterinarian explains why having this committee is crucial to research animal care. I'm John Bernal. I'm the associate director for Southwest National Primate Research Center and I'm the attending veterinarian for Texas Biomedical Research Institute. How many animals do we have here and what different kinds? We have approximately 2,000 animals. We have baboons, 
we have rhesus, we have marmosets, we have chimpanzees, and we have various uh, New World species such as squirrel monkeys and capuchins. Do we have other smaller mammals here too, rats and mice? We do. We have a few uh, mice uh, colonies, and we have some hamsters as well. Why is it important to have a committee made up of people of different specialties to look out for the interests of animal welfare here on the campus? Well, that is the exact intent for the Animal Care and Use Committee. The Animal Care and Use Committee, its intent was to provide oversight for the Animal Care and Use Program. And the Animal Care and Use Committee is comprised of a scientist, a veterinarian, a non-scientist, as well as a community member. As the head veterinarian, what do you think are the most important issues that this committee can oversee? Well, I think the fundamental responsibility for animal care and use committees is to look at refinement of uh, research activities, a reduction, which means making sure that the number of animals that are being used in research is appropriate, and also replacement, which is, is the appropriate species for the study the right one. And those are the, our overarching responsibilities. So these are precious resources that are not only worth a lot of money, but they're living things. So do you think having this extra layer of protection in place makes a difference in the use of this precious resource? Absolutely. Uh, in my 30 years of experience of being on animal care and use committees, I'm very proud that I'm on a committee that looks at all aspects of animal research everything from the type of science that's being conducted to the future, the benefit that it has to biomedical research, as well as the care and welfare of the animals. And I think through that dialogue, we have some excellent discussions about how to best approve activities that are being done in animals. So it's a very effective committee. I think we do our job very, very well. All the members on the committee are very conscientious and thoughtful about the, the work that's being done by these uh, principal investigators and scientists. The Southwest National Primate Research Center, it's not an animal refuge center and it's not a zoo. How would you best describe the level of care these animals get with respect to some other animal institutions we might be more familiar with? Uh, that's a great question. I think first of all, all of us here in the Animal Care and Use Program, the veterinarians, uh, the technical staff, the animal caretakers, the behaviorists, all of us understand that our primary focus is to provide an environment for these animals where they have the best health and psychological health. And the difference, I think, is in this environment is we focus on that with the primary initiative to ensure that we provide the best research model for scientists. So when research is done on these animals, the outcome is the best it can be. When this committee conducts inspections, what are they looking for and what are they looking at? So um, the Animal Care and Use Committee is responsible for many aspects of our program. But the first thing we look at is we want to make sure that the species itself is in an environment that matches their needs. And that could be everything from space, uh, environmental control. It could also be things such as proper diet, uh, environmental enrichment, socialization of animals, all of those things are parts of the program that we look at. And so when we go in and inspect our facilities and we inspect our program, 
Each species has its unique needs, and we focus on those needs to ensure that all of the animal species-specific needs have been met. What's your favorite species here and why? I have a fondness for primates as a whole, and I, my dedication to the field of primatology and laboratory animal medicine is such that the needs of one or the requirement of one is not over another. I can't look at it any other way. But if you had to say what is your favorite primate species or non-human primate species, <laughs> it would be the baboon. Why? Well, baboons are very laid-back animals. They're very interactive, and they do it in a way that's very non-threatening. A lot of people ask me, are baboons scary? Are they fierce and that sort of thing? And I think all species of primates and animals can be that way, but the baboon has a wonderful way of interacting with you, and they're very regal animals. They're incredibly smart. Over the years, I've worked with many species, but, but the baboon is, is probably the best. What would you like lay people to know about animal research that you think they don't know? I think the, the biggest misconception is the care of the animals. I think that the misconception is that because animals are in a research environment, they don't get the care that they would if they were, example, in a veterinary hospital or if they were in, in a home, if they were a domestic species or if they were in a zoo. And in fact, the people that we have, uh, the veterinarians and the technical staff, are very caring. And the equipment that we have here, our surgical suites, our clinics, is top-notch. And so these animals get the best care. And we don't really have limitations to the extent that we will do whatever it is to provide them with the best welfare and care. And so many of these animals will live longer lives than they might even live in the wild? That's absolutely correct. Uh, there are no predators here. We provide them with the freshest of vegetables and fruits, and they have a scientifically formulated diet specifically for their species. And um, they have an entire group that's focused on behavioral management and socialization of their species. So at the end of the day, we provide them with everything that and many times they wouldn't have in their natural environment. The Institutional Animal Care and Use Committee is appointed in accordance with the Animal Welfare Act and the Policy on Humane Care and Use of Laboratory Animals. But, says IACUC manager Felicia Ponce, it's more passion than legal obligation that guides this group. We form bonds with these animals. The quality of care that our staff members offer to these animals is just phenomenal. Our animals, our, our monkeys, they have such a good quality of life here because we have such committed personnel and staff members caring for them. They look at who's the best buddy for an animal. They look at what kind of snacks would you like. And if something's not working, then they institute changes. And you don't get that kind of care unless you genuinely love what you're doing. And, and I really wish the public could see that and understand that we have that genuine love and, and compassion in everything that we do here. 
You've been listening to Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Log on to our website, txbiomed.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. At Texas Biomed, sharing our science is one of our passions. I'm Wendy Rigby.